You are now listening to the Inner Circle Podcast Network. And I am Inner Circle. No, you're not Inner Circle. And I am Inner Circle. Remember that shit, that salami and fucking cheese oh, and the for ga- breakfast every day? The gallons of fucking tzatziki, <laughs> dude. Yeah. You remember that shit? <laughs> Aloha like Surf Hotel. Trailer finally. <laughs> oh yeah, yeah. That was that one that I was talking about. Almost like, I mean, I loved everybody on it, but it's kind of like this white appropriation fucking image of you know, yeah, Hawaiian and certain you know, washed up surfers and shit like that. Mm-hmm. Coming to you live from the fucking bathroom in this. Abandoned hotel, Shelly Duvall's in the corner losing her goddamn mind. There's an axe coming through the bathroom door. <laughs> Phil in Hollywood! I'm uh, joined today. Mikey's uh, still in New Hampshire. Uh, so I got a, a friend, not of the podcast, but of me personally. Uh, Kalani Edwards is in studio with me. What's going on, man? Mm. How's it going? Now, Kalani, mm. that that sounds Hawaiian. Am I right? <laughs> yeah, yeah, definitely. <laughs> uh, <laughs> and uh, you are a key grip slash uh, film director, apparently, according to your IMDb. Uh, <laughs> one time, once upon a time, uh, I go more on the uh, the gaffer side these days, but mm-hmm. you know, more more the lighting, less the uh, the heavy work, I guess, if you will. Yeah, more the creative side. I think that's that's what I know you more of as a gaffer, right? For sure. Or For as sure. mostly lighting and just kind of or all inclusive, actually, because the shitty projects we've worked together on, <laughs> there is really no <laughs> yeah. difference. <laughs> yeah, there's definitely been some memorable ones. Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, yeah, we worked together on such great titles as uh, My True Fairy Tale. Um, yeah, and, I definitely uh, remember that one. Outsiders, you worked on Outsiders. Uh, uh, yeah, 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 I did. Yeah, and uh, uh, what was um, Nova Vita? That one was pretty interesting. That one had some pretty heavy hitters on there. That was pretty random. Yeah, we actually—that's when we first met, and uh, we also, or did you know um, Demetrius before that? That's where I met Demetrius, too. I think that's where... I think that shoot in particular is where I met him. I think I had uh, known Pablo. I'd worked with him or something. I think the first thing that we did... Or I did the silencer with Pablo. And then that kind of carried over into a number of projects where we ended up working together. Mm. Because Marcos obviously works with uh, Pablo quite a bit. Yeah, silencer is a really great movie. If you're a cinephile, (laughs) uh, check out silencer. Uh, starring definitely uh, looks like it's gonna definitely looks like it's gonna be going into the uh, the cult action column for sure without a doubt yeah it's uh, starring Tito Ortiz and Chuck Liddell so uh, just to give you an idea how good the acting is <laughs> big bad Johnny Messner he was, he was cool that was the uh, the shoot that we got to uh, meet Danny, Danny Trejo on oh cool yeah one. Everybody, like everybody has that one, you know, Hollywood Danny Trejo story, and that was that was our first one. Yeah, everybody has. Well, everybody has like twenty-seven or fucking sixty-eight Danny Trejo movies under their belt. Exactly. 
<laughs> exactly. I mean, the dude works. He works. He does, you know, two days here, three days here. He's dude, I non-stop. mean, that, I, I can't imagine having the schedule that that dude does. Yeah, and he has I, I would imagine that he has to read, you know, four scripts on any given day for, you know, a, a week of projects coming up. So kudos to him. Still doing it. at what? Like, damn, I think he's like 65 now, something like that. Yeah. So. And he has to wake up early and make uh, carnitas and shit like that because he's got the taco stand. <laughs> Early he's got that morning. donut and coffee shop too over on Sunset. Oh yeah, he's fucking. Santa Monica he's boiling meats and flipping donuts in the fryer. <laughs> yeah, he's a renaissance man. That's why they call him. Uh, <laughs> that's why they call him uh, early morning Trejo on the streets, because he wakes <laughs> up so early. So um. And dude, remember. Rem- what were you gonna say? Before we move on, remember how obsessed he was with like dogs and birds. No, I don't remember that. Oh, man. There was a video floating around on set where he's just talking to a bird for, like, I think it was, like, 15 minutes straight or something like that. <laughs> Owns, like, any number of, like, 10 to 15 dogs and, like, all has them in the house. They're all house dogs. So I think he's far more of a people person than he is, or a dog person than he is a people person. Yeah, he, well, um, I worked with him, too. I did a day on Granddaddy Daycare which is one of the most saddest sequels ever made. It's about old people that are losing their minds (laughs) and uh, they need, uh, you know, people to take care of them during the day. And, uh, but I mean, he was just making dad jokes to the crew all day long. Like he's the most corniest motherfucker. Like he's nice as shit, which uh, you wouldn't really get from watching the movies. I mean, you can't survive that long in Hollywood without being, you know, likable by somebody. No, exactly. The assholes have, like, a five-year span. <laughs> exactly. For sure. If not less than that. Mm-hmm. Especially looking the way he does. He lost his looks a couple years back, so <laughs> he would have been done by now. <laughs> I think that is part of the icon. <laughs> yeah, I want to see 97-year-old Trejo fucking still fucking up 20-year-olds. <laughs> We might just get it, dude. I hope so. <laughs> we might just get it. He's just gonna turn into a uh, Seagull, dude. He's gonna be fighting people while sitting in a chair. <laughs> Ooh, what was the last movie Seagull did? Oh, I would love to watch it. I remember watching a movie <laughs> where they literally built it up. They're like, "We need the best assassin." The CIA has to offer, and it, was, and it was just cut to Steven Seagal picking up the phone, and it's like, bro, there's nobody else. He's the best. Dude, I was berated with all that stuff when I was a kid. My grandma's favorites were Steven Seagal and Jean Claude Van Damme, and that was like, oh, the crux fucking... of everything we watched on a daily basis. So that was the I'm, I'm very familiar with anything in that pantheon for sure. Your grandma just wanted some of that, dude. I guarantee you, Jean Claude Van Damme could get I it. I guarantee it. I'm not denying it whatsoever. <laughs> he was, he's doing the splits, and grandma's like, ooh, giving me the vapors. Oh, yeah. Little time cop action. <laughs> <laughs> Yo, first blood holds up though. No, I'm, not first blood. Um, I, I, what am I thinking of? Uh, you're you're thinking of blood sport. Blood sport. Blood sport holds up. Yeah. And yeah, uh, it what's, definitely does. What's the one where Seagull's in the Navy too? Ooh, Under Siege, I believe. Yeah, Under one? Siege. Under I mean, Siege they, is a good they fucking movie. They did like five more, but yeah. 
I mean, ev- basically all Seagull movies is based on Under Siege. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Between that and his life as a cop, I would assume. <laughs> yeah. He's probably going to want to kick our ass just for talking about him. So. Oh, yeah, they did do, didn't, wasn't he on a reality show where he was a cop for a little bit? Yeah. Mm-hmm. I don't know what position he fulfilled. I don't, I didn't really do the research behind it. I think he was, I don't know. I don't, I don't think he made it quite up to sheriff. I think he was like a deputy mm-hmm. somewhere in one, in a parish down in, in Louisiana somewhere. And I, that's, that's about all I know about that. I one. think it, I think it was more like, uh, like when a celebrity drops out of college or something. And then once they become famous, they like, Oh, we'll give you this, you know, diploma honorary diploma and they kind of did that for Seagull <laughs> and then he just showed up one day and they were like wait a second why the fuck is he here <laughs> and he's like I'm oh, here to serve <laughs> like, <laughs> yeah. like we're well, like oh you don't really need to be here like it was honorary and he's like oh no 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 I need to earn my way <laughs> but uh yeah so you a lot of the people go go for it sorry about that Oh, I was going to change subjects to, uh, you're a Hawaiian man. Yeah, go for it. You're a young, mm-hmm. full-blooded Hawaiian man. Uh, I wish I was full-blooded, but I mean, no? I would be making some money if I did, but <laughs> I'm, I'm almost full, but, um, I mean, there's, there's so few, um, full-blood native Hawaiians. I think there's less than 500 in the world at this point, mm-hmm. but yes, proud, uh, proud native Hawaiian. But born and uh, raised. Family is all from, yeah. yeah. Okay. Uh, so you're in like a little interesting area where you work out here, but uh, you also work in Hawaii. You're are you in the union as a uh, grip in Hawaii or as a gaffer? I'm eligible for uh, electric in both, so I'm el- eligible. So it's a, a mixed union. It's a mixed local union out in Hawaii uh, by the name of Six Six Five, which mm-hmm. includes everybody from you know our department up on up. Um, I think really? the only difference is camera has a different union out there, but over here it's uh, 728 and I'm eligible for both. I have, I have days on both. So just kind of, uh, <laughs> COVID kind of wrecked, you know, yeah. a little good run I had going. So as with, I'm sure everybody and everybody else like that, but, um, yeah, just looking to get back up on my feet when I'm really just, you know, whole bullshit arises. Yeah. So you've worked on some pretty cool features in Hawaii. Um, yeah. See here. Uh, right off the bat, the people want to hear about this movie, uh, Aloha Surf Hotel. Um, this is a funny little comedy that we did. Um, I, I work pretty constantly. One of my, uh, my very good, you know, Hanai family basically out in Maui, uh, the Richmonds, uh, my, my uncle Branscombe Richmond was a, a big star in the eighties. He was in a show called Renegade. And he played uh, Bobby Six Killer in that, along with uh, Wait, Bobby Obama. Six Killer. So, yeah. Mm-hmm. So he killed six people. <laughs> it was. Uh, it was. I, I think he portrayed basically. I, I haven't watched too much of the show, but that's basically all. You know, everybody knows him from, or that was his claim to fame. Mm-hmm. And uh, he was a Native American. I want to say bounty hunter. Um, in that, and it was a pretty, you know, racy, hot and heavy. 80s you know cop bounty hunter drama basically if you will yeah. if you will so i mean he's been in any, any number of things basically anything that films in hawaii from you know forgetting sarah marshall he's the uh 
the doo-doo paper guy, the bartender and forgetting Sarah Marshall and like the rock's brother and the scorpion King and all types of other shit. So he, you know, mm-hmm. pulls down all of these movies that we work together on. So it's usually a pretty, you know, big family reunion and we all get together and make a movie. Yeah. There, so. Who was he in uh 51st dates? <laughs> uh, I'm just assuming I he had a role. I, I'm sure he was as, as some, I'm, I'm sure he was. I mean, mm-hmm. I know that, um, Amy Hill, which played um, the uh, the hostess at the Hookie Lao, is a very good friend of the family. She'll be in one of the upcoming movies that will be on this summer, I believe. Mm-hmm. So, I'm looking at your IMDb. Uh, are a lot of the bigger stuff uncredited, or uh, for sure, yeah. But the stuff mm-hmm. hasn't come out yet is is very much so uncredited. Yeah. So, uh, were you day playing? Like you, um, you worked on. Jurassic Park, Jurassic World, one of the newer yeah. ones, right? Yeah, I did Jurassic World, yeah, the reboot. So uh, when they first just started doing that in uh, Kulo, I happened to be over there with, um, with you know, a couple um, mentors that had, you know, brought me over for movies and stuff like that and just so happened to get me on for a couple of days. And, you know, I did a couple of days on that. I did a couple of days on Aquaman while I was out oh, there, okay. that trip in particular, so... Yeah, with day playing, you never get fucking credit. And that's all I ever exactly. do. I mean, that, that, I mean, and, you know, uh, the, the first people to get credit are always going to be union people. And, you know, yeah. it is what it is. It's, you know, they don't really the deserve. until you, you know, can come out ahead, I guess, if you will. Yeah. I mean, there is a luxury to only working one day a week on something <laughs> where you just, you For don't, sure. you don't yeah. have to care. <laughs> yeah. On the upside, I mean, I definitely, I'm, I'm looking for the, uh, the uptick in a little bit of pay as far as union goes and stuff like that, or just more the consistency, if you will. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah, for sure. For sure. Um, okay. So, uh, I got one, one question for you. I like to ask people, I think I've asked it once and I keep meaning to, but I'm remembering today to <laughs> ask it, uh, which is, and we can expand on the movies and talk about it. And, uh, that is, what are the your top three movies that you will watch every six months until the day you die? Holy shit! Okay, that's a that's a big one. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, basically, movies you not see on TV and you gotta stop. Any like, yeah. Um, I would say it's not beholden to any like. I mean, I, I have one in particular. Have you ever seen a movie called The Fall? No. It's a particular movie. It's it's directed by Tarson Singh. It's probably one of my absolute favorites. It's kind of, it's just a very simplistic, you know, epic t- story tale for the ages. And it's just kind of like just the way it evolves and kind of, you know, becomes something completely different by the end of the movie is, is pretty uh, revelatory. And the, and the imagery that he uses, I think he, Tarson Singh graduated from uh, a, a college over here in Pasadena or something like that. But, obviously of Indian descent and he did a movie called the cell as well. But, uh, I strongly recommend it. It's really, really great movie, but, um, the fall is 2006. Get away from that one. Yeah. 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 Mm-hmm. Okay. I'm digging the dude's outfit. So great. I mean, great piece of, yeah, great piece of, you know, fairy tale artwork. Kind of just the cinematography is amazing. The color palette is even better. And like, it's just kind of thoroughly involves you. Yeah, it looks like a real fucked up movie too. 
It's actually, I mean, the, the, the revolving theme of it being the fall actually has some pretty big significance throughout the movie and kind of comes to a head in the, uh, in the climax. So I won't give that away, but it's definitely got some, uh, some definite low points in it. Nice. Um, other than that, I would say top three, if we go top three, um, and I'd say anything Stanley Kubrick, specifically 2001 space odyssey or shining. I'll usually, indulge in one of those at least probably fuck probably one yeah so that's i mean that's that's for sure one of those yeah we can do we can do kubrick it's a homage of the greats if you will the shining's definitely up there for me too and clockwork orange never a huge fan of space odyssey that's i mean a lot of stanley kubrick's work i can't like it's hard to limit it just the two but you know, mm-hmm. everything from Eyes Wide Shut to, uh, I mean, I'll watch, uh, I'll watch everything. He's I've never actually, made, I haven't like seen Eyes Wide Shut. It, it, That's the orgy movie, right? Which one? Oh, Eyes, Eyes Wide, Wide Shut. Shut. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The Secret Society orgy movie. Um, <laughs> if you want, if you want a real barn burner uh, to uh, Barry Lyndon. It's a long one, but it's like, it's like cinematography. Cinematically, it's uh, it's one of the greats because that was the one that he attended that lens for that he's supposed to uh, for doing the uh, the fake moon landing, mm-hmm. supposedly. But it was uh, that that lens itself was so wide that it would um, capture candlelight, and he lit every single scene in you know medieval France with all candlelights, and it was it was stunning. I, I can't say the subject matter was that. Yeah. <laughs> the cinematography and the work behind it definitely were. So just watch it on mute. I got you. I mean, damn, yeah, that, <laughs> it, it wouldn't hurt it for sure. <laughs> um, so that's that's your number to? one. Um, number one in no specific order, just I, the first one is Stanley Kubrick movies. Yeah. Um, yeah, Stanley Kubrick movies in general. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm a big uh, Guillermo del Toro fan. So I mean, Pan's Lab, like Pan's Labyrinth, is one of my absolute favorites, but not limited to any of his other works. Okay, I gave so, I, mean, I gave um, you Stanley Kubrick. I can't give you like movies. I can't give you three directors. You got to go movies. Okay, I'll right, give you go. Stanley Kubrick. I, I'm definitely gonna go Pan's Labyrinth on that one then. Okay, just kind of as the precursor to everything that he kind of became. Like, I mean, obviously going to all his exhibits and everything else like that. Um, yeah, and kind of his influences. He's just very fairy tale like, and it's just very. I don't know. It, it, there, there's just not another director that quite does things in the style and the attention to detail that he does, especially mm-hmm. kind of the horror slash thriller genre. He kind of brings another facet to that, in my opinion. Okay. So and that uh, one in particular, being set in you know the past and like the Spanish Civil War and stuff like that, as a period piece was thoroughly entertaining and you know as a fairy tale on the other side was you know completely captivating yeah i really enjoyed that fucking movie and yeah i mean like all his work i I mean i really enjoy all his work honestly i kind of wanted that that same theme i kind of wanted that dude uh with the uh hands for his eyeballs in his hands i kind of want that movie by itself like i want to know more about that dude. <laughs> yeah yeah that thing's pretty dope i mean i mean that that thing just as a piece as a as a 
centerpiece to it seem like that whole thing, just like kind of going about his, his, uh, shit through the century, him killing kids and shit like that. And how far back that went. Yeah. I'd watch two hours of that motherfucker any day. For sure. I mean, I definitely take that over like an animal or something like that. How'd you, uh, how'd you like (laughs) the shape of water? Which one? The shape of water. Uh, Shape of Water was, I mean, it was, it was, I think like everybody, I was a little bit taken back by some of it, but Mm -hmm. overall I kind of, that the, the, I I think it kind of spoke to our, or his specifically, but our, as a, as a popular culture, I guess, our infatuation, our love for horror movies, especially the classic horror movies. Yeah. Oh shit. I'm actually on uh, Del Toro's IMDb right now. And I had no idea he wrote the screenplay for The Witches remake, which is one of my favorite ki- movies growing up. You remember that? Oh, nice, dude. You yeah, remember The I Witches, did. dude? Yeah, I definitely do. That little girl getting trapped in the painting, and- like, horrified me. <laughs> <laughs> Those, I mean, and it was always the most simplistic, like, because he did, um, I don't know if you've seen it, but uh, I think it was Stories to Tell in the Dark. Yeah, the, the, the kind of remake remastering anthology of that. Yeah, that the way they blended the all that lines. together and had the main story kind of connect all the little stories. I fucking loved that movie. Yeah, that was kind of what it reminded me of. Like, is that original kind of ode to like witches and like kind of that whole yeah you know, where that came from the VHS horror <laughs> yeah. genre, if you will. Dude, I I went into that movie not expecting shit, and I was just like, oh damn, this is rad. And I enjoyed all, I'm assuming it was two hours of it. Yeah. I mean, I think you went into it kind of expecting, I, I, I don't know. I don't know what we went in expecting, but like, I definitely didn't expect like a, you know, full fledged, you know, Mugatoro movie that, you know, was going to really deliver as much as it did, I guess. Yeah. I'm seeing a lot of screen here. What was the last movie he actually directed? Or a lot I of writing. I it was. Scary, scary stories to tell in the dark. Oh, did he direct it as well? He did. For some reason, they just yeah, only yeah, have yeah. him on the IMDb as screenwriting producer. Oh, yeah, it might have been that as well. But okay. um, what I think the last big one he did was probably Shape of Water. Then that he won the Oscar for and stuff like that. Oh yeah, yeah. Um, okay, so Pan's, I mean that was that was a pretty big. Go for it. Pan's Labyrinth, your number two. Uh, what's yeah, your number, number three? Two. And I would say, I, I mean, this one's kind of out of left field, but of all Tarantino movies, Jesus I would Christ. have I to told you. The I told you. And the fucking, like, <laughs> what? <laughs> you I can't say Tarantino. <laughs> Give me a guilty pleasure. How about um, that? Yeah. Well, I mean, at least I take mine out of left field and I don't go with, you know, the normal, like, of course, how the fuck do you not love, you know, like Inglorious Bastards and Nazi killing and shit? Like, like how the yeah. fuck do you not? I mean, if you say uh, like Pulp so Fiction, cathartic. if you say Pulp Fiction yeah. right now. No. <laughs> okay. So, I mean, if you, I, it might, I'm telling you, I, nobody's, nobody's going to guess this one. It's, mm-hmm. it's the least known and probably least liked Tarantino movie of all of them. Okay. Honestly. So it's um, my my favorite Tarantino movie in particular is Death Proof. Death Proof, really? <laughs> Which would, should be right up your alley, just because it's you know an ode to you know classic you know grindhouse horror, if and, you will, and it's kind of the the old you know renegade slash you know like 
bullet point, you know, bullet and all that, you know, car culture kind of mixed up into it with the serial killer aspect in it, if you will. Yeah. I did love Death Proof. I have to rewatch it. I think that movie's fucking genius, dude. It's kind of like this weird, like, as kind of been growing with Tarantino since Pulp Fiction, and this one kind of posed itself as the first ode to Tarantino and his style. Mm-hmm. And it, it was kind of, it was a weird mashup. So there's, you know, like appearances like the pussy wagon and stuff like they, they did like a Mustang with the pussy wagon on it and stuff like that. And the two different timelines, like it was and like one obviously being in black and white. And there was just so many aspects to it. The mixed, the mixed media, you know, different film types, aspects of it. Like that movie was just, it was thoroughly like, I think it was just him having fun. And yeah. I think that that translated really well. I also, uh, I mean, you put Kurt Russell in anything, I'll fuck with it. Dude, I mean, dude, that fucking scene at the end where he's crying like a baby, dude, when they fucking, when the, when the female heroine finally get the better of him, which obviously, I mean, if you pay attention to Tarantino movies, they're pretty, you know, female-centric, very, oh, yeah. or, or at least female is the heroine mm-hmm. um, aspects to a lot of his movies, if you will, being, you know, a Jackie Brown or Kill Bill or... I mean, damn near any of them. Okay, so you didn't give me a single guilty pleasure. So now I I want to I do want a guilty pleasure. Like, what's your like sick day movie? Sick day movie. Holy shit. Um, I mean, I I will always and forever be a Star Wars fan. I mean, that's this cocksucker. Guilty pleasure, motherfucker. I mean, I watch Star Wars more than I think a lot of guilty pleasure, shitty fucking movie. Let's see. Um, I don't know, dude. No, I'm fucking like Waterworld. I, I pride uh, myself on my good, <laughs> my good taste. Actually, guilty pleasure. So, I I think a lot of people don't like that movie. But uh, I mean, my guilty pleasure as far as horror movies. In general, I guess I, I always go to horror movies when I'm in my guilty pleasure mode. But yeah. uh, I would have to say, like Lords of Salem. Oh, okay, that's kind of weird, cryptic, fucking. You know, like that's the one with uh, Rob Zombie's like a... wife, right? Yeah, 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 yeah. And she lives down the hall. I think it was just initially something? that that beat that fucking you know that that drum tone that drew me in and kind of you know stayed me all the way to the end. Yeah, I haven't watched that in a little while. Shoot, the end of that it. movie is like that just that flash of all the fucking you know cryptically satanic shit yeah um between that and the, it, i mean one that you've have you ever seen uh antichrist no large von Trier movies are actually probably my guilty pleasure uh the house that jack built the house that jack built sounds did you watch that one I oh yeah, I yeah, yeah. i've i haven't i know seen for it. a fact i remember i haven't seen it but um you never... oh my god but it, I remember you telling me about it. It reminded me a lot of another movie with, um, what the fuck's his name? Oh, what is that cocksucker's name? <laughs> oh, fuck, what's his name, asshole? <laughs> uh, the house. That which one? Played. I don't. Which, oh, you're talking about Matt Dillon? Yeah, Matt Dillon. That's what it is. You're talking about the dude in it? Okay. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, yeah, Matt Dillon. Yeah, yeah it's he, kind he, of like yeah. a, um, it's like a serial killer uh, documentary, right? Yeah, 
Like they're following him around? Kind of, yeah, in a way. It, it just, no, not I, I guess not in the documentary sense. They're not following him around, but it's like him with this, like, ear to God, like, basically trying to get caught as a serial killer. And, like, <laughs> him basically believing that, like, because he can't get caught or, like, these extenuating circumstances keep fucking happening where it's like, you know, he ostensibly tries to get caught, but just fucks it up somehow or like it starts raining or something like that and okay. it's i i don't want to give away too much but it's kind of the culmination it's like almost like lars von Trier is trying to kind of do it like a harry potter you know like mm-hmm. tie in like all of his movies are now kind of ground zero for this shit now so yeah i, I did mean to check that one out which Okay, apparently I mean, if you've seen you're not going to give Lars von Trier movie, you know the depth of how fucked up they can be. Apparently you're not going to give me what I want. I wanted like fucking clueless or something like that. <laughs> but, I dude, I, I fuck. I I don't dude, I don't have. I let's see. I, I mean, let's go through my shit. Like, let's really like <laughs> well, we can we can talk life. about what I watched. I mean, how about that? I'm kind of a sucker for Disney movies, if you want to fucking take that one. Yeah? What Disney movies? Disney yeah, Channel I'm, movies? Because I do big. love me some Disney I'm Channel actually, movies. I, dude, I'm, I'm pretty well-faceted in Disney movies. I'm not going to fucking lie. Mm-hmm. Um, love Up. <laughs> Who love doesn't? Up. Um, I'm, you know, Nightmare Before Christmas. Is I don't. Fucking I actually, awesome I, I never really fucked with Up. That old man. Fucking, Dude, that movie is. That old man can go fuck himself. Man. <laughs> Dude, I hope all man, those like balloons the first pop. Five minutes, you have more connection to him than almost any movie character <laughs> you've ever seen in your life. I guarantee. Yeah, it. I hope all the balloons pop. <laughs> <laughs> I call bullshit. No trip to paradise falls. <laughs> I call bullshit. Those balloons ain't lifting oh, that fucking house. That, so throughout all this shit, which I mean, like I'm bummed about, but obviously not for those, for the same reasons that everybody else is. But, mm-hmm. uh, I heard that Disney is getting rid of splash mountain, which obviously the precursor and film that that belongs to is song of the South. Oh which yeah. I had yeah. to hunt for when I was, you know, mm-hmm. which I had to hunt for to find, you know, any type of copy of anywhere. Really. It just didn't Did you exist, find it? So I had to go out of my way. I, Oh yeah, for sure. Actually one of the, uh, one of the um, video stores that actually worked in had a fucking bootleg copy of it that they used to rent out. Really? <laughs> so I actually got to see it on a disc, like, yeah, in a DVD player, like, all the way through. So. <laughs> and how's that movie? That was pretty surprising. Any good? I, I mean, it's, it's I mean, <laughs> it's... How's the cinematography? <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it, it just, it, I think it's, it's rightly gone away with a lot of the, uh, you know, old Ooh. fucking, it's, it's a thoroughly racist movie. I can't yeah. really say anything other about it, but like, hot I mean, take song in the South I does not the, the hold word, up. The word, right. <laughs> the, the word tar babies used, I think oh, multiple Jesus. times hold the, the whole uncle Remus, like, you mm. know, black, folklore figure telling a white child you know this whole fucking story of like what this what the south is and the euphemism for fucking slavery is just like holy shit kind of so it's just kind of one of those things that you want to see because it's like this fucking train crash of disney where it's like where the 
where did you ever think any of this was ever going to be okay? Yeah. And that's why they tried to fucking hide it, you know, automatically. What, so what but are they? Re- that, that's why I kind of never understood that they made Splash Mountain out of it. What are they? What are they replacing Splash Splash Mountain with? I don't think they have any plans for it. Oh, I, don't, really? I don't think they actually have any. Like they just know that they're getting rid of it type shit. So I don't know if it's going to be like an extension to Star Wars Land, and obviously it's in multiple parks all over the fucking world. So. Uh, oh, yeah. I think actually um, somebody told me that um, they're going to do something to do with Princess and the Frog, which still, I guess, has the southern theme to it, more, you know, Afrocentric. Yeah. And uh, a pretty good, I guess, to the, the cultural clash that's going on now and why it's being taken out in the first place, I guess. Oh, yeah, that's what I'm... I just looked it up. Uh, yeah, replaced with Princess and the Frog. I mean... I honestly haven't. Which, even I mean, heard it's really not going to be. I feel like it might not be that different. Like, and that might actually be good. Fuck it. Who cares? Yeah. I haven't thought about that movie since. I'm not like, going to tell people the day it came out. Hmm. Is that a no. is that a good one? I I think I watched it like one time. Song of the South. Or... <laughs> no, not so. <laughs> is that one good? <laughs> no, uh, fucking Princess and the Frog. <laughs> Yeah, I think so. Yeah. I think it was, you know, a pretty, uh, I think it lacked a lot of, well, there was definitely a love interest in it, but her being kind of a black business owner at the end in the South, I think was, you know, and then the culture of voodoo and everything that went into it. Um, I, I can tell you whether it was, you know, culturally accurate or not, but <laughs> it was entertaining, I guess. Okay. I'll fuck with it. I still haven't been to Disneyland. It's worth a watch. I, still I mean, yeah, watch it. Tell me, I would tell me what you think. Yeah, is it on Disney Plus? I'll check it out. Uh, I'm sure it is. I'm sure all their shit. They're they're at least working or gearing towards it. Uh, you know what? I was actually so, yeah. watching. I was waiting for a, yeah. What were you watching? <laughs> oh no. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I was watching Twister today. Fucking that movie holds up like a motherfucker. It's a really good movie. Thoroughly. Um, I mean, I remember being terrified of Twisters because of that movie. Oh yeah. And, like I, I, yeah, I remember watching that in the theaters and being like, "Oh my god, do we get you know tornadoes or <laughs> Twisters over here?" Like, no, that's you know relegated to the Midwest mostly. <laughs> Dude, Helen Hunt in that fucking movie though. Ooh, in that wife beater. God damn, dog. <laughs> Definitely out of prime, for sure. Yeah, a little sassy. Definitely Helen the height Hunt. of... Oh. <laughs> Dude, Hel- and Hel- the, the Helen... And the late great... Actually, there's more, there's more than one late great in that one, as far as Bill Paxton and... Philip Seymour Hoffman. He'll come up a little later, because, I mean, his character in that movie is great. I love his wacky... Oh, he's the wacky wild card oh, of the sure. team. He blasts the rock music. And I think while that was chasing. an opportunity early in his career that we got, you know, a, a, a glimpse at his comedic value as opposed to, you know, his super serious dramatic roles. Yeah. Actually, let me let me see on here. What the fuck had he done up to that point? And if you can I name some. I can't say it had been too much. I mean... I, I'm sure he was, you know, small parts and a few other 
fuck, I can't, I can't, I couldn't, you know, I'm not, <laughs> you got, you got the computer in front of you. Yeah. I just need you to fucking say words while I type this shit in. Say words. <laughs> oh. Um, so, yeah, I mean, like, was it film, film somewhere? Yeah, he couldn't have done damn near anything before that. Um, so I know that was had to have been one of his first oh, big roles. Oh, I mean, Boogie sure, Nights. Definitely he had done Boogie Nights by that oh, point. was before that? Oh, shit. For yeah, sure, I mean, dude. That, I, I don't I have it yet. Yeah, I would have to say that's definitely bigger than Twister. <laughs> oh, no, <laughs> shit. Anderson movie. Uh, Twister was 96. Boogie Nights was 97. Okay. So okay. He's he did Nobody's Fools, which is or Nobody's Fool, which is a great fucking movie. I love that movie. Uh, I don't think I remember that one actually. You've never seen Nobody Fool? Nobody's Fool? I don't think so. Fucking, uh-huh. I believe it's Robert Redford. Or remind me of it. I mean, Robert Redford. Yeah, I can't say that I have. That one not ring a bell. It's just a. I'll have to put that one on the list. It's just like a slice of life, uh, small town guy, kind of thing. Nothing. Nice. Little, I mean, I wouldn't even call it a drama because there really isn't that much drama. It's just, you know, an everyday thing. But <laughs> like, it's a great fucking movie. It's well acted. <laughs> uh, let's see. I got it up right now. Oh, that dude! I haven't seen that dude in forever. What the fuck is the cast? Oh, Paul Newman. Paul Newman. Dude, My bad. Yeah. I always mix those dudes. Oh up. yeah, I mean, fucking cool and Luke, dude. You can't fucking come on. Yeah, Bruce Willis. That dude was the epitome of cool, man. Jessica Tandy, Melanie Griffith, Dylan Walsh. Uh, Melanie Griffith. Dude, have you ever seen that movie Roar? Roar? Speaking of Melanie Griffith. Roar. The movie called Roar. Like, which like her an father animal? and her mother, Tippi Hedren, were, I think, relegated. They, they put themselves in uh, a big cat reserve in Africa in a house that they had bought in Africa or some shit and let the, uh, the lions and the big cats roam around. They just basically, it's a damn near a snuff film. Like <laughs> it's, it's pretty crazy. I think Tippy Hedren broke her arm. I think like one of the lions, like obviously like Melanie Griffith was, I think they had lions in Beverly Hills when they moved over here type shit. So yeah, crazy cult classic. Definitely recommend it. Like if nobody's heard of that one for sure, go check that one out. Cause it's, 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 it's kind of a trip. Mm-hmm. Oh, okay, and uh, he also had done Scent of a Woman at that point, which is a great Pacino. Okay. I believe so that's... He, I mean, he had, some, he had some great big roles. I believe Scent of a Woman is the first Academy Award uh, Pacino one. I think that's Ooh, his first uh, you're, Academy. You're... He got nominated like six times, but... Sounds about right. Yeah. That sounds right. <laughs> I mean, uh, I can't. No, it's like speaking on giants. Like, <laughs> uh, um, yeah. So, I mean, long story short, uh, Helen Hunt hit me up. Could still get it as long as she wears a wife beater, dude. And she kind of wets her I, hair like a storm I'm, just rolled through. Ooh. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe throw some mud on. Doing that new, uh, what was it? The the follow up to that show she did in the uh, in the nineties, Mad About You. So I think she's back on TV officially. So what they're play. doing a remake, so, or they're rebooting it? Yep. No, it's already on. I believe. Oh, dude, she's still hot as shit. <laughs> 
<laughs> I'm pretty sure. Yeah, it's, it's on TV now, right? Or like some like streaming service picks it up, I believe. I don't know who the fuck watches TV. Nobody's watching that show. I guarantee that. Yo, I mean, nobody's watching TV. Everybody's on Netflix anyway. So. I don't think I ever really watched Mad About You. I say either. I mean, I was quite into the uh, the couple drama, you know, whenever that show was out. I damn for sure early nineties. I definitely wasn't watching that as a kid. Yeah, she ain't doing shit. Her movies are <laughs> literally, uh, I've never heard of it, never heard of it, never heard of it. I mean, if you think of one of the great ones, like the whole, uh, you know, pay it forward or something like that. Now we can't even talk about it because of Kevin Spacey type shit. So, oh, yeah, pay like, it forward. That movie did a lot of good. <laughs> yeah, it did. But, yeah. Oh, she, never mind. She was uh, Jock the, she was Jess in Jock the Hero Dog. So, you know, she's doing well for herself. <laughs> okay. <laughs> She's also in Soul Surfer, which I'm assuming you've seen Soul Surfer, right? Uh, I I I know the Beth B. Hamilton story pretty uh, pretty closely. I have, I have a lot of family now. Oh, is that what it's about, about the yeah, the girl who got her arm? Yeah, yeah. Beth and Hamilton family lives in Maui. Oh, it actually says so. you're credited on it. Yeah. So I definitely, definitely remember that. <laughs> mm-hmm. um, yeah. So let's talk more about Hawaii. Yeah. What do you want to know? So, so what's, <laughs> what's popping in Hawaii right now? What's uh, getting ready to get shot over there? Getting ready. I mean, it's a bunch of independent stuff. I know a lot of stuff is on hold. I know there's, you know, it's supposed to be a Steven Spielberg comedy heading over there, which uh, a lot of hopefuls are hoping to get on. But um, other than that, I think everything's pretty much on delay. But uh, I got a couple, you know, independent movies coming up over there with. Uh, well, what what with are the with a few different people? What are the what are the big titles on hold? What are we looking forward to? Um, I don't know the actual title of it, but that, like I said, that Steven Spielberg. It's supposed to be a comedy, apparently a Steven Spielberg directed comedy. And mm-hmm. I know uh, Hawaii Five O just ended its last season, so I think they ended in season ten. So I know there's a pretty big hole in Hawaii as far as jobs to fill, as far as film work and people that are in the film industry. Magnum PI is still obviously over there, and I day play on that as well. One of my mentors, Bill Self, worked over on that show. Mm-hmm. And uh, so they're going to have a lot of people, you know, exchanging hands, and there, there's going to be a lot of work lost, and hopefully, a lot of people coming in to, uh, you know, fill that void. Yeah, I feel I feel like we're uh, shooting things in Hawaii would be better now because it's like, you know, less less crowded over there, and no, for sure. But um, they're they're actually one of the few states that are imposing a fourteen uh, day quarantine, which is actually. Um, oh. you know, which is in the long term is good for, you know, our Kapuna, which are our, you know, our ancestors and our grandparents and everything like that. I as mean, far as what are they afraid that we're the, the white people are going to bring over some type of disease? When the fuck has that happened? <laughs> when has that ever happened? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> it being Hawaii and shit, like I'd imagine it'd be a lot, a lot easier or a lot better, I should say, for productions over there because less people, it's not as crowded as L.A. And uh, probably, I, mean, I would imagine, a lot less cases out there. 
Uh, I mean, probably comparably to like, you know, New York, California, I would imagine it's pretty low, but, you know, still in the fact that it's a lower population and the fact that there's a, uh, there's still a 14 day quarantine imposed. So that's deterring a lot of people and that's, from even traveling or anything like that. And that 14 day quarantine is before you go to Hawaii, right? It's not like you land. No, it's when you get there, you land and you have to spend 14 days in quarantine before you can do anything. Oh, okay. Before you can so, taste that, yeah. uh, that Kauai or not Kauai. <laughs> what is it? <laughs> Kalua, Kalua pork. When, yeah, is that good shit? Go. Oh, the fucking yeah. masubi! Don't even get me started on <laughs> masubi, <got> dude. <laughs> yeah, so like, I think the the fourteen day quarantine, mandatory quarantine, is deterring a lot of people from traveling to the islands at this point right now. Yeah, which obviously it should. So that's what it's meant to do. So. Yeah, well, that's. It sounds like it's just going to be a lot more locals working there then. Yeah, I mean, I can't speak to how many of the the inner resorts and stuff like that are open at this point but um i don't i don't i still don't think the uh the film industry is even up and going over there yet i think they're still projected at like july 31st like august 1st type you know oh really almost the same as over here yeah Mm -hmm. uh and you you were talking about the other day you you're getting ready to go back yeah, I mean, as far as, like, basically the only thing that we're really waiting for is this 14-day quarantine to be lifted. So, mm-hmm. basically, I'm not, you know, eating money for 14 days, you know, while I'm supposed to be out there, you know, making money otherwise. Oh, okay. So, and that's supposedly supposed to happen, like like I said, end of July, like July 31st, August, somewhere in that time frame. Mm-hmm. But even then, I've been seeing people work, like, on, like, Instagram feeds and shit like that, like, London and you know, different independent productions. Like I actually got a call from, you know, one of my guys that I used to work for a few years ago. Um, that was asking that was gearing up, ready to go on an independent production. I don't know how, you know, what precautions they're taking or whatever the case may be on that note, but yeah, there, I mean, there. there are always producers willing to risk crew. Oh yeah, for sure. <laughs> At a, making a couple and that's bucks. always, yeah. Which obviously we don't like those people. So, yeah. <laughs> but at the same time, we like not having to not work for fucking three months. For sure. Because this, this has been but, wild. You know, for sure. It's It's been a while now, dude. Like it's, it's been shut down pretty tightly. Yeah. So like we've, I've, I've heard damn near nothing. And there's no studio work, no union days for sure, without doubt, uh, anywhere to be found. So, yeah, I've, I've heard something about, uh, I want to say the end of July, possibly being able to get my union days, but that's it's not confirmed yet. But yeah, I'm, I'm hoping I'm for in the that. Same boat, brother. I'm in the same boat. Yeah, and it's like on top of, um, you know, who knows what what's gonna like? Cause they're talking about shutting down before Fourth of July. You know, bars are already apparently under mandatory, being like as far as closures and stuff like that. So. Yeah, shit's supposed to shut down again. So yeah, we'll see how much the how or who fucking knows, man. It's like three months in. It's like anything's possible. So yeah. Anyway, enough of that bullshit. Yeah, for sure. <laughs> Let's get back to happy shit. Um, <laughs> so, hmm. Let's get a let's get a set story. How about that? Set story. Let's go back what, to the old school days. We, uh, some a good fail story. On set, fail story. Holy either shit. either um, you witnessing somebody fuck up to an extreme degree. Uh, no stories about me on uh, <laughs> on any of our. I, did, I, have, 
hadn't crossed my mind. <laughs> um, like the time I forgot the pen shit. for the main actress. <laughs> I think you I were there for that day that, where Marcos that, ate that, my that fucking asshole. A lot. Um, I think there was a movie in particular that we were on. I won't say the movie because it'll give it away. But I, for those who don't know me, I'm a uh, combat veteran with PTSD. At least when when gunshots are concerned, I'm not too susceptible to a lot of other stuff. Yeah, but even though you know it's coming, set, you still react to it. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah. So one day in particular, we're on set, and um, I somebody fired off a blank at random, like at a very random point in the day, like and it just caught me off guard. Like and no, I came out of was not supposed we to happen, doing. was not scheduled to happen, nothing. Yeah, like nobody said anything, or at least definitely damn didn't sure didn't say it over the radios or you know, announce it aloud for everybody yeah. on the site to physically hear it. Well, I mean, that's and a giant no no because every because as a prop person, we if there's any type of gunfire, we have to pass out fucking you know, giant ear fucking muffs and fucking plugs and everything like everybody's everybody on set has to be hooked up with uh something to protect their ears so yeah so i think the situation was this dude which just so happened so i I come out of you know where i'm working on lights and stuff like that Mm -hmm. and uh you know i go into a little tiny bit of a tirade just kind of saying like what the fuck dude like who fucking fired that without saying anything without like Dude, like I'm, I'm, you know, normally not at all, you know, very vocal about, you know, or or just like yelling. I would never fucking yell at anybody on set for almost any reason. No. But that one in particular, that day, just kind of fucking set me off. And as I was coming around the corner, I just I realized who I was yelling at was actually the director, which looked at, back at me with like the most dumbfounded fucking look on his face. Like I said it, like a little kid, and it just fucking irritated me. So. So I mean, that's a pretty epic fail on my part, <laughs> or not on my part, in my book. No, that's a fail on his fucking part, dude. <laughs> I'm give, I hate directors. <laughs> <laughs> they have no idea so what's especially going like, on. I, I guess, especially having been in the military and kind of the fallacy of action movies and being on an action movie set is just kind of like amplified, I guess, especially I think on that particular set we had traveled to one of the fucking ranches, like total fucking, like it was total rebuild of like Iraq. I think they filmed Iron Man there or something like that. And just like, Oh, was it out this way in Santa Clarita? Yeah. Yeah. yeah Disney yeah. or yeah, Melody or one like of those big ranches? Cloud ranch or something like that. Oh, totally big sky. Was it big sky? Some. Yeah. 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 yeah big sky is fucking beautiful, dude. I love big it sky. Is. It, it absolutely is. But it just kind of reminds me a little bit of Iraq. Mm-hmm. kind of, you know, meant to be built that fucking way. I don't think I've so, ever yeah, shot in that Iraq area because the enti- all the area I saw was just green, green everywhere. Oh yeah, well on the same property, there's a big compound where, like I said, they filmed like Iron Man and I think a couple other things, mm-hmm. and it's a big, you know, bombed out fucking Iraq city. Yeah, so you're Iraq you're already city. there in your head, basically. Exactly. So like it's already like rolling up on the fucking day in the morning, like rolling around Fesco barriers. Like I'm already instantly back in Iraq. So it's like holy shit, man. Mm-hmm. And it's just I don't I don't think that directors in particular and like people who write shit like that necessarily have you know oh, veterans sure. and shit in mind when they write it 
or or they're wait are you telling me chris kyle didn't write his own movie yeah i know dude (laughs) i know it's just i i guess i have a higher ideal for the fucking film industry and stories told but yeah you know they're making money and i'm not (laughs) fuck me right Mm -hmm. (laughs) um for though i've actually we shot and you were there outsider we shot at big 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 sky not Big Bear, Big mm-hmm, Sky. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. We shot a lot of Outsider at Big Sky. And um, mm-hmm. at the house where I believe they shot the first Annabelle movie. Yeah. Which is yeah, also... I wanted to go in. Which is also... Um, oh, what's what's that chick's name in uh, Westworld? Lucy? You're talking about uh, Evan Rachel Wood's character? Yeah. Um... Paul, Paul, what's her name? Damn, that's a damn good show, too. Um, what is her name in that? Damn. I'm going to have to look that one on Polkart. <laughs> All right, I'm um, on it. Yeah, but... Um, God damn it. <laughs> I, spelled it <laughs> I spelled it wrong while I was typing without looking. That one's going to fucking bug me. That one's going to fucking bug me. Yeah, that's yeah. why I got to look. I guess I don't... that one is sticking. I think it's Dolores. Yes, Dolores. Yes. I need to fucking look at her face. It is. Uh, it's Dolores. Um, yeah. Um, yeah, that's her. Her house is at Big Sky and uh, the same house that we oh, nice. shot. Yeah, like... okay. Yeah, yeah. I know exactly what you're talking about. Remember, because you, yeah, you were obsessed with going in it because of the Annabelle shit that day, and I didn't want anything to do with it because of that reason. Yeah. Uh, Which obviously, it's just a movie, but. The base camp and crafty area, that was the barn where she was. Uh, raped by fuck i'm setting myself up now because i can't remember the man in black yeah the man Man in black Black. but what's the actor's name he's fucking in everything jesus christ (laughs) i I just keep setting myself up for this bullshit (laughs) (laughs) if only i had somebody who could look things up while i was talking about him nick (laughs) <laughs> Nick literally didn't look until I said it. I'm just fucking with you. Nick's too high to look. Like no, that's uh, Man in Black. Ed Harris. Man Ed in Harris. Black. Westworld. It's there Ed Harris. Go. God damn. I can't even like even then. I can't remember a fucking goddamn movie. And what's like, fucking Ed Harris known shit. for? Because. He, I'm not Tarantino. I can't. <laughs> I used to be able to fucking just pull these movies out of my asshole. Oh, Truman Show. He was the di- was he was the director of the Truman Show. Like the dude who was I, yeah, directing the show in the movie, running the whole show. Yeah. yeah, yeah, I remember. It's one of my favorite movies of all time. Like as as you, yeah. I mean, I, about the what the naivety and falsity of life, huh? Yeah, and way ahead of its time, dude. Like before reality even hit. For sure. I mean, that Without movie doubt. came out. I mean, I fucking Fuck, I could scroll all day. This motherfucker's in every goddamn movie. <laughs> <laughs> dude, Ed Harris, fucking uh, yeah, stay at home for a day, yeah. dog. The Rock, yeah. Oh, The Rock. The That's Rock. a good one. Oh, Truman Show, 1998. And I mean, I wouldn't say reality really took off until what, 2000? With like Survivor and shit like Ooh, that. I, mean, I would. Yeah, how how old is Bachelor? And I'd say probably about that old. Really? 
I don't know. Fuck the bachelor. Yeah, I'd say bachelor or survivor are probably the first for sure. Yo, fuck the bachelor. What they One need the to do is keep doing fucking Beauty and the Geek. You remember that show? I fucking loved Beauty and the Geek. Yeah, I do remember. There's there's one on Netflix right now that's pretty. It's an interesting concept, which like almost makes you kick yourself that you didn't think about it. Mm-hmm. Was uh, I think it's called Too Too Hot to Handle. Oh, is that so the one? Yeah. No, we've so, talked about that. You, they, yeah, they just, so. you can't fuck. And they're like, no, <laughs> but we're too good looking not to <laughs> Which fuck. That was a great fucking concept. <laughs> they're like, we'll give you a. Think about our feelings and develop fucking actual relationships. What? What? I have to talk to girls? <laughs> so that whole can funny in my uh, oh fucking reality show goes i thought i thought it was at least a little bit original you know yeah um fucking ed harris back to ed harris uh the rock obviously um apollo 13 great fucking movie this dude's just been killing it since day fucking zero like goddamn creep 90s was creep show jesus christ and uh that's enough about ed harris Oh, he's in Needful Things, too, which is uh, a horrible Stephen King adaptation, but a great book. I've been kind of on a Stephen King kick lately, to be completely honest with you. Honestly, I want him to remake all of them. I want all of them to be remade. Because they're so bad. Yeah, I mean, I just don't know how, like, I mean, how do you, how do you structure everything i guess around the dark tower which was such a big failure i guess if you will i guess it probably it probably wasn't that big of a failure probably made its money back but not enough for them to make any type of sequel or anything like that who cares like how do you base that universe on you know a failed project if you will who cares how much money they made they fucked that book so bad it's it's almost it's almost as bad as dragon ball z movie (laughs) almost damn pretty he's also low praise ed harris was also <laughs> in a movie called milk money i don't know if you remember that m- movie but uh yeah i definitely remember that that one had melanie griffin in it didn't it yeah they paid this chick to uh flash her flash them their tits with their milk money and uh then they did a bunch <laughs> of bullshit where they're like oh we're gonna hook you up with our dad because he needs a woman and it's like well let's get back to the titty flasher <laughs> you know what honestly i feel like i was one of those that was like on like the grandparent shelf when i went to like the grandparents house that had like the r-rated movies and shit like that so it's let us watch whatever we wanted oh like, yeah that was definitely one of those dude in the night like they probably showed some bareback like they showed her like oh, yeah. lifting her like, shirt oh, and shit. you see her bareback <laughs> dude Ooh, you pause that shit at the right time yeah, as a as a <laughs> as a nine-year-old boy yeah for sure yeah 13 year old boy that's all you need is a little bareback <laughs> maybe some side bit of skin bro if they give some side cleavage too <laughs> like maybe they're big enough to pop around from the back like you just get that little bit from the side from behind her oh my god bro I ain't leaving the Which house. If I'm remembering for three that, days. that movie correctly, there was a little bit of that. Yeah, sure. yeah. You ain't leaving the house for three days. God, yeah, I definitely remember that fucking movie. <laughs> Jesus. Ed Harris. Remember it, and then every time I say "Blast the Past," I'm reminded of that fucking movie. Oh, dude, I love "Blast from the Past." The Brent. <laughs> That's such a good. Movie. I think I went and saw that movie theater in like Palm Springs. 
into that, an anime. That was Brendan Fraser's heyday right there. Blast from the past. Uh, Bedazzled. He could get away with anything. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Elizabeth Hurley, I remember that shit. The Mummy. It all started with The Mummy, man. Yeah. That charisma. Well, I, mean, I mean, The Mummy, when he's wearing those fucking shoulder holsters. Ooh. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> right. Just his debonair attitude. The mummy, more like the daddy. Right? <laughs> the way he talks, <laughs> and the way he talks to his, <laughs> the way he talks to women is just yeah. Yeah. Oh, because he don't well, give a shit. Quite. He know he know how good he look. <laughs> he's like he's like bitch. You see these gun these shoulder holsters? That movie. <laughs> Actually, that segues into another. So the dude. So you know the dude that plays Benny in the Mummy. Yeah. Yeah. He's actually he's actually a character in uh, twelve. Oh, there wasn't twelve twenty eight. What was that? Eight. 12, I, I forget the date already. Damn, it's been a month. Oh, already. the the JFK, JFK Stephen King. But the Stephen, yeah, the Stephen King JFK one. But he's he's yeah, he's the yellow card man in that. Yeah, it's the date that uh, JFK was assassinated. <laughs> I don't I don't yeah. know it either. But which, like I said, it was like it was like a month ago, right? I know it's already out of my mind. I'm useless. Mm. Fuck. <laughs> I mean, who cares? R.I.P. Yeah. R.I.P. But I, like I said, that that one kind of started my Stephen King shit, which I think we've talked about. Uh, Doctor Sleep and obviously the fucking the It remakes being pretty fucking damn good. Yeah. Catalyst for what could be coming from you know Stephen King movies. Um. Yeah. What the one movie I really want him to remake would be. Um, uh, the vamp, uh, Salem's Lot. I think Salem's Lot needs a remake because that book is fucking that would amazing. Be pretty cool these days. I think I read that when I was like ten years old. That was like one of the first Stephen King books I read, and it fucking blew my mind. And then I followed I that up. That. I followed that up with it, which I mean, reading it. Dude, I remember being like. Stephen King was like the, my sole fucking nightmare fuel when I was a kid, dude. Like between, I would say, Pet Cemetery and Thinner, fucking absolute nightmare fuel. I was oh yeah, because of those fucking movies. I Pet Cemetery, yeah. I never read Thinner. I think Thinner was a short story. Um, in one I of think, his I've only short seen story books. I can't even attest to actually physically reading the book, but yeah. like, but the movies read with that fat yeah. dude. But like that, that shit terrified me. I was a fucking kid, dude. Oh yeah, never eat fucking cherry pie again. <laughs> Yo, <laughs> you didn't get this from a gypsy, did you? <laughs> oh boy, fuck that Motley Crue song. <laughs> uh, who played the main character in Thinner? Uh, I keep. I'm gonna keep doing this to myself. And I hate it every fucking time. But I'm I'm thoroughly all about a fucking Salem's Lot. That would be fucking dope, especially with today's fucking like. Yo, you there? Somebody. Oh, we we lost you for a second. Go to a fucking part of your house with good service. Okay. Asshole. <laughs> I'm in my room. Get out I'm of your quite room. Quite as far out. Um. I'm just saying that I think you could fucking talk. I think if it was made today, you fucking kill that shit for sure. Yeah. No, for sure. Um, plus the little kid in Salem's Lot, such a fucking badass. And that'd be a great role oh, yeah. for, um, was it Wolfhard? 
Wolf Wolfman Blanket. What what's that kid's uh, name from the the sh- yeah. <laughs> Wolf Hard <laughs> I couldn't even tell you dude. No, I, <laughs> I feel like you put me on the spot. <laughs> I wanna Finn say Wolfhard. Finn Wolfhard. Finn Wolfhard. Yes. Yeah, the kid from Stranger Things got it. The kid from it. Yeah, yeah, he would fuck that up. Sure. I mean, yeah, he's definitely that foul mouth little. Yeah, for sure. You can definitely pull that off. The part of the book where he fucking rips the leg of the bed off and beats that fucking the familiar to death. I was like, God damn. <laughs> yeah. I want to see this. And then I watched the movie. <laughs> Brutal for a kid, dude. Then I watched the movie and I was like, this sucks. <laughs> and then the uh, the second one, you I don't think he's got that scene. Have you seen the sequel to it? I can't say I have. No, I don't think I ever had any interest in it because Salem's Lot was so good. And it's like, especially at that time, remakes were such a dime a dozen and it usually ruined the shit out of movies. Yeah, it was, um, I think it's just called Return to Salem's Lot. And I believe, or maybe it was the first one uh, that was starring Will from Will and Grace. I think you're, yeah, you're absolutely right. Yeah. (laughs) Which is horrible casting. I wish I could fucking... (laughs) <laughs> I mean, it's it was all about the '80s heartthrob, man. It was all about looks and substance. So, unfortunately, I think a lot of the shit that we got in the '80s was, you know, yeah, not as good as it could have been. Let's put it that way. Okay, so we got we got a segment now. Um, we're gonna do a top ten list, and I I hinted at it earlier. I said we were gonna bring him back up. I got the top ten Philip Seymour Hoffman movies. Okay. According to uh, Rotten Tomatoes, apparently this is just a literally Rotten Tomato rating list, top 10. Yeah. So uh, first up, have not seen it. It's la- uh, Philip's last movie, uh, most w- A Most Wanted Man, which is rated 87%. Which I, might... I don't think I've actually seen that one, actually. Looks like Rachel McAdams is also in it. Yes, it is. Huh. I haven't seen it. I have not seen that one. So no. uh, let's just skip to the next one. Definitely should. I'll put it on the list. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I'll, I'll fuck with anything he's in. Uh, yeah, scent scent of a Woman, which have not I mean, watched in years. was the first thing you run on. It's a great fucking movie. Yeah. That's, um... Oh, shit. That's the that's the dude from Batman and Robin, right? <laughs> uh, Chris O'Donnell, yeah. Yeah, yeah. And, uh, of course, Al Pacino. I'll have to rewatch it. I'm movie. just wondering where where one of my favorite Philip Seymour Hoffman movies is on this list. Because I know it's got to be on there. Oh, I'm, I'm sure they'll all be on here. Uh, before Number eight is Before the Devil Knows You're Dead, which, again, have, cool. not, have not seen. I know we did some artsy movies, dude. Like, I did, yeah, exactly. I haven't seen that one. No. I feel like, like we got to fucking pull up this list and go on, oh my a, go on God. a binge watch now. Uh, number seven is, uh, let's see which one, uh, Hunger Games Catching Fire. Really? Which is rated 89% okay, <laughs> on Rotten Tomatoes. Uh, Philip Seymour Hoffman just rolling over in his grave to this list. <laughs> <laughs> Number six, The Savages, which is also 89%. Have not seen it. 
I believe I have seen that one. Is that the uh, is that the uh, comic book one? Uh, it's like Jeffrey Dean Morgan. It's uh, Laura, Le- no, that's, Laura that's Linney stars alongside Hoffman 2007 comedy drama The Savages. The two play a brother and sister duo. They try to care for their elderly father. The story itself is actually Definitely incredibly not. heartfelt. And Definitely one of the better not. emotionally <laughs> roller coasters out there. Film itself received a lot of praise and won two Academy Awards. Bullshit. Damn. Might watch it. Um, yeah. Next up is yeah. okay. Here we go. Here we go. Top five is going to be fire. Um, it's like one of those lists where I have to hit next to see the next one. So <laughs> I'm just as surprised <laughs> as you. Bullshit. But number five is one of his great performances, probably one of his best performances. Capote. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. I mean, yeah, but just the whole like that one. I think sent me into a research hole as far as, you know, all of Hollywood is concerned mm-hmm. for sure. Yeah. That was a great movie. Truman Capote. Yeah. Most definitely. Actually, I, mean, I, I need I, to, I, he, I need to rewatch that. Correct me if I'm wrong, but I, I think he won an Academy Award for that one. Didn't he? Um, Hoffman. Yes. Yes. That's what he won his Academy Award for. Um, okay, we got... Yeah, my movie better be on this list if Hunger Games is on there. Oh, shit, we got number four, Nobody's Fool, which is a movie you should watch okay. tonight. Not just you. Anybody yeah, who hasn't will. seen Nobody's Fool, it's a fucking... It's a great little movie. Amazing acting. And, uh... Okay, number three is the obvious one, uh, Boogie Nights. Playing, uh... Yeah. I mean, I remember that, kid. He's such a creep in that fucking movie. Yeah. Just trying to sneak his way in. I remember. Vividly. Very vividly. The movie was nothing but vividly. And uh, number two, I doubt, is the one you're looking for. So hopefully it's number one. Um, Moneyball is number two at 94%. His portrayal of that asshole-ass head coach of the Oakland Athletics is actually a really good performance. I love that movie. Winning movie, the Brad Pitt did a fucking great job in that movie. Yeah. For sure, I mean, for the analytics of baseball, for sure. It was was definitely a... Ooh, number one... Definitely taught me a few things. Number one is a movie I've never. never heard of. But it's rated 95% on Rotten Tomatoes. Mary and Max? What the fuck? Really? Yeah. I've never, I mean, I'll have to watch it. If it's rated that fucking high, I'll watch it. But so you're telling me that, have you ever seen that movie? No, I don't think anybody has. Uh, So the Hunger Games is on that list, but the Master... (laughs) Which is not still not my favorite, but my favorite I'd have to say my favorite uh Pope Seymour Hoffman movie is probably Pirate Radio. That movie's fucking awesome. <laughs> that movie's so trash, but it's so watchable. I fucking love that movie. It's so watchable movie. at the same love. time. <laughs> I love that movie. Um The Master but, yeah, is the with Master. Christian Bale, right? No, Joaquin Phoenix. Joaquin Phoenix, and he plays the drunk, right? Who makes his own liquor mm-hmm. and shit? Okay, yeah. Uh-huh. 
I remember that one. Yeah. So that one should have been somewhere on there. I mean, above Hunger Games. I guess maybe money-wise or critically acclaimed, I guess. I don't know. I guess they're just going off straight Rotten Tomatoes scores. I mean, Rotten Tomatoes is kind of bullshit now. I mean, what, are they paying for their shit now? I mean, that's what I've heard. Outsiders was rated 100% on there for a little while. <laughs> Jesus, what? Yeah. <laughs> so then, Must have definitely got them some fucking views and some money. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, but the Masters was dope. <laughs> this dude's just making fucking, make it, getting fucked up off paint thinner and shit. <laughs> yep. <laughs> it was so wild. Dude, that movie was fucking, yeah, that movie was crazy. That was like kind of that L. Ron Hubbard fucking character. Mm-hmm. Like, yeah, cult leader type. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. Mm-hmm. So that one, that one kind of reminded me of all too much, especially my time in Hollywood and shit like that. Just being around, you know, the uh, Church of Scientology and shit. I think at the time I had lived like two blocks down from the big one down the street over in like East Hollywood. Yeah, so, I remember being like, out oh, here shit. for like the first month I was out here. I was walking around Hollywood. Um, I believe it's actually on the Walk of Fame. Um, yeah, the Scientology Museum. <laughs> yeah, I know exactly what you're talking about. And I was up over on the right, past like Walgreens on Holland Boulevard. Yeah, and I was literally like, "Oh, cool, a fictional museum." <laughs> yeah. Just a bunch of well, bullshit like that this dude made out. Shit like that, right? I, I mean, yeah, I mean, it's and then they have that. Uh, I didn't I go mean, in. There's shit all over Hollywood. Holy fuck! The museum of psychiatry, where they try and denounce fucking psychiatry and shit like that. <laughs> there's shit all over Hollywood. Oh, dude, his. Actually, I saved my sister from going to a camera class at the Celebrity Center. Like, I think she had gotten some one final notice. Like, she was getting ready to go, like, literally the next day. And I looked at the letterhead at the bottom. Or at the, yeah, I looked at the letterhead and it had the address on it. And I looked at the address and it was the fucking Celebrity Center for Scientology. Oh, they do like fake class, or well, they do classes to try and get people in there? Yeah. Uh huh. (laughs) Uh-huh. Oh, it's all such bullshit. Yeah. Especially by a no. guy who's literally quoted multiple times in his life saying the way to fucking rip people off is to start a church. <laughs> yeah. I mean, which I guess a lot of people had the sentiment, but I guess they had the wherewithal to actually fucking accomplish it, which is pretty terrifying. Yeah. I mean, <laughs> kudos, I guess. <laughs> <laughs> no, fuck that guy. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Yo, where's that girl's wife who's been missing for like fucking years, dog? She's dead. They're fucking. Dude, have you ever watched like any of that, like going clear or any of that shit? Like, it's just terrifying. No, exactly. That's why I don't watch it. <laughs> oh, oh. That's why I refuse to watch it. Okay, so. Um, after top 10, we usually do one more game and then we'll get, get you out of here. All right. Do it. Uh, it's called Movie in a Jar. Basically, I'll pull out... Usually, we'll pull out three, so... I mean, I'll just be pulling out three, I guess, because Nick isn't in here. <laughs> um, it's just random topics in a jar, and... Uh, we got to come up with a movie script for the three random topics. Like, basically, a movie right. pitch. Got to pitch right. the hell out of it. Okay, first one up. We got time travel. Okay. Time travel. Second one. Second one's travel, so we're not going to use the second one. (laughs) (laughs) 
Medical. Okay, we got medical time travel. Okay. This is going to be zombie. Zombie medical time travel. This, this sounds like a Woodward Zombie movie, medical time travel. I was hoping, I don't know why I was sitting there hoping for racist and shit. We can go back and do like a hunters throughout time. <laughs> I'm thinking right uh, off the bat, current day, we're zombie apocalypse. That's what I'm thinking. And, uh, okay. They need to travel. How much is the medical shit. Yeah, they need to travel through time to find the original strain. I mean, to try and cure right. it. Let's expand upon that. Yeah, we'll expand upon it's, that, but that that sets us up. Okay, so this dude built a fucking time machine. He can build a time machine, but he can't come up with a cure for fucking zombieism. Even though he's a doctor, what's the medical part? <laughs> no, it's a doctor and a scientist. I imagine this is one like the last last compound of humans, and uh, okay. so there's so a doctor and like, there's a scientist. I am legend, then it's already fucking you know like ship gone down and like last haven fucking going going up in flames. Yeah, so we got a doctor, okay. a scientist, a fucking engineer. I'm assuming they would need one of those, and uh, <laughs> they're they're building this time machine, right? And guess what? Okay. But, but guess what? They need a badass. We got to have a badass. So who plays the badass? Who are we casting as the badass? Oh, the hard one. Are we going actual or <laughs> what do we want? Do no, we want just, this to be a funny movie or do we want this to be like, because I'm like, I don't know why it popped in my head. I'm thinking be hard. First person I thought of was fucking John C. Riley. <laughs> but John C. Riley, like serious John C. Riley, like Perfect Storm, John C. Riley, or like what the fuck? Uh, Actually, that works out perfect because he needs John to go on. He needs to go on this voyage, so it's kind of the same thing. Like he's got a kid at home. His wife don't like him anymore, but he loves that kid. And you got to get somebody that can vaguely pull off. I mean, mainly white that can actually try and travel. So yeah, <laughs> he's like, I gotta go, son. I gotta go. Don't go, daddy. Please, we need you here. <laughs> I gotta. Oh my god. Gotta but make this money. <laughs> I'm the only guy in the world that can do it. So I got it. So where the fuck are we going in this time machine to go back to in order to find whatever the fuck we're looking for? Uh. I I think they're gonna go back to 2021. How about that? A year from now. <laughs> a year from now. Fuck. Yeah. All right. Or Putting fuck it. Let's do two months from now. <laughs> Let's do two months from now. How about that? I go for it. They're going to following the fucking aliens and everything else that's supposed to happen in the next twelve months. They're going to China, because uh, obviously that's basically Corona started. Corona eventually led to. Fucking zombieism, a zombie outbreak. Okay, fair enough. So it's John C. Riley in his um, rolled up uh, uh, fisherman's cap, you know, manly, manly Riley. And uh, right. who's playing the scientist? Who? Pierce Brosnan. <laughs> All right. And who's playing the engineer? Let's get a lady in on this. We need a... All right. <laughs> a, 
a woman of color. Let's see. Oh, okay. Let's do, uh, let's get a, <laughs> Nick says Emily let's Blunt, do. but I do like the woman of color thing. Let's get a woman of color on here. I just feel like it'd be a, a little bit more of an interesting. <laughs> um, fuck, who's a good one? Let's see. Um, Oprah okay, Winfrey. <laughs> or that. Or that. <laughs> Angela Bassett, or no? Who played Who played Biggie's mom in the Biggie movie? Fuck, dude. Angelica Houston. To me. Angelica Houston. <laughs> Angelica Houston. Uh, Angelica Houston's white. Is she? Yeah. Yeah. No. <laughs> Angelica Houston. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> I'm not gonna fact check it, but uh, Angela Bassett. Okay. We'll go with that. Okay, so they need to go back, and uh, they're going back through time, but uh, they get lost in time. Okay. They get lost in time, and they end up going too far back. Okay. And what year do they get shit out in? Ooh, in a a time where, in a time where slavery, where the black people are enslaved the white people. Oh, yes. Okay. Because we got the woman of color, so that'd be very inconvenient. And they need to find more fuel, you know, a la Back to the Future style that's harder to find back in this time. So they oh, got so to spend some time here. Yeah. How, which, what fucking time? What are we looking for? What region do we want to go? Uh, let's go Mississippi. Or no, let's. Holy shit. I I want to do a. I've always wanted to do a travel gig to uh, Nolens. So let's go Nolens. I mean, both recognize how far back we're going. Both recognizing that New Orleans was just like a fucking French colony port, only a few hundred years back. So, uh, I'd say like what fifties. I think would. Okay. Be yeah. fine. Yeah, not too far back. Okay. Yeah. I mean, I don't think we need to go full Civil War. <laughs> no, I was... I was oh, I, time of slavery. It is time of slavery. So, yeah. So, Civil War era in New Orleans? What's going on there? Because I don't know history. A different, like a different era of slavery. Like, almost more like going back to, like, Egypt or, like, fucking Africa. Not, like, that was more where I was going, but... Mm. Like time before, like all this shit, basically. Where I mean, we can roles were reversed. We can play New Orleans as I still want to go to New Orleans, yeah. but we'll play it as Egypt. How about that? <laughs> okay. All right. Okay. Okay. Let's do it. How the fuck are we gonna work that out? New Orleans play. We'll level the ground. You know, put a get uh, millions of truckloads of dirt in and um, half-built uh, pyramids. Boom, we got right. New Orleans. <laughs> or we got Egypt. You know, Brendan Fraser's running around. <laughs> oh my god. <laughs> Shoulder holsters. In the background, just fucking and, just fucking screaming. <laughs> and anyway, we've 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 mixed the cake for you. Okay? We've mixed the cake. If you want to hear more about this, uh feel free to call us and pitch us. Uh you're gonna have to pay. You're going to have to pay for us to keep writing this. Uh, there's a phone number here that I usually would give out in this point. Nick's showing it to me. 
Uh, call us at 818-928-5379. Have yet to receive a phone call about one of these pitches, but any day now, 818-928-5379. And, of course, that is 818-I-LOVE-FAILING-HOLLYWOOD. And uh, we are part of a great podcast collective. Network. Collective network. Uh, this is my first time doing this, so uh, cut me some slack, assholes. Uh, <laughs> we got other such shows. It's Oh, it's called Inner Circle. Other such shows as The Plunge. They're okay. Hashtag no offense. They're funny. Hasht- or just regular shit happens when you party naked. Great podcast. Uh, Simmons and More PC, who we've done uh, podcast with. Love those dudes. Hood Diner with Homie Kaz. And uh, Homie Kaz is a great dude. Check that out, especially if you're into hip-hop. He's got some great guests on there about that. Uh, and there are other little side podcasts we do. Um, Slimmer Circle. Um, Inner Circle Sports, I believe, is coming back soon. And also Mikey and Jackie do their own little thing, own little... Uh, Winner Circle, that's what it's called, a uh, little trivia thing. That show doesn't exist anymore, Nick. Uh, <laughs> uh, I could give you the Facebook, but ain't nothing happening on there, so hit us up on Instagram, at Failing Hollywood. I try and stay active. Also, Twitter, we don't do shit on Twitter, so Instagram's the one. Um, and feel free to like, review, all that shit on iTunes or whatever you're listening to this on. I'm pretty sure we're on just about everything. Stitcher, like all that bullshit. iTunes said that. Uh, Spotify on that one, too. And uh, thanks for coming on, Kalani. Uh, yeah, of course, man. Do you uh, want to give out your Instagram or do you not want to be associated with us whatsoever? I would not blame you. <laughs> No, it's rather no. Uh, if you want to check me out, my uh, Instagram is Wide Eyed Mystic. One E, so it's W I D E Y E D M Y S T I C. And um, also, Kalani's got a great project coming out that he wrote, directed, and stars in. It's called Aloha Surf School, right? <laughs> okay, no. Uh. <laughs> no, that that's. Uh, <laughs> 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 no, just a movie that I worked on that's coming out. It's that called. Was, uh, it's actually, called. Stuntman, so it's called Aloha <laughs> Surf School Locals Only, right? <laughs> uh, do you have any like movies that you worked on coming out that you're pumped about or anything? Uh, I mean, I'm I'm still waiting for Mandalorian season two, so we'll see when that drops. Oh, does that shoot in Hawaii? Definitely excited about that. No, I did that actually over here. Right oh, before. really? Rona canceled everything here. Yeah. Oh, what the fuck? Why didn't you tell me about that? Fucking asshole. Whatever. <laughs> uh, we got to go, though. And uh, just remember, uh, everybody, uh, skip class and eat ass. <laughs> <laughs>